Welcome to the fifth episode of Tattletale. I speak to Jupiter Desu III, a native of Nevada by way of Los Angeles. We talk about what the number three means to him, including an unexpected kinship with Dale Earnhardt fanatics. We also talk about his experiences at Shamrock Social Club, including a session where the Mongols MTs crash in. We talk about how important his family is to him, especially his mother's side, as well as a skateboarding injury that would forever change his life. Not tap me about it. Our next guest is Jupiter Despy. Welcome to the show. What's up, sir? Tell the people a little about who Jupiter is. Who is Jupiter? Oh, man. Um, I don't know what to say. Really, it's just a uh, desert rat to start. It came from Vegas. I was born out there, um, lived there for like my childhood, and then entered my adulthood living in L.A. So I did like a different portion of growing up in L.A. as you are in your 20s or whatever. And then, yeah, now I'm out here uh, in Portland. Just uh, working, meeting people, hanging out with guys like you. Hell yeah. That sort of shit. Yeah. I've known you for I've known you for a number of years now, and I met you through GMO. I'm going to say eight years. Yeah, a, a minute, a good minute. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How long have you lived in Portland for? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, I feel like I met you pretty much as soon as you touched down in Portland. I yeah, yeah. Like. You were already out here, of course. So Yeah, born and raised here. And, you know. Good, pe- good people meet good people yeah. and it's like chain reaction and so yeah i linked up with you and yeah it's been david it's crazy eight years yeah obviously when you meet people for the first time you get you just have a first impression and definitely a down ass homie but like i mean just physical appearance wise i was like you've been you've been tatted like since you've when you came here you already had like a number of tattoos have you yeah. gotten any tattoos since you moved to portland just a handful actually because like so a lot of like i was saying earlier like i I did a lot of, I guess, growing up in L.A., and so that's like a whole, you know, culture out there, right. lineage, just that whole thing. And so I had, like, of course, all my work there, and then when I got up here, I'm looking around for, like, the type of work that I was getting in L.A., which kind of doesn't exist because, like, a lot of the work that I have is, like, fine line, single needle, yeah, you know, Chicano, jail style, like, yeah, you know, um, which is just a huge deal out there in L.A. So when I came out here, I was like, yeah, let me try to see if I could find some similar work because I kind of wanted to be consistent. And of course I found out that it's all just classic American, which is like, you know, a lot of the older like sailor Jerry style, you know, and I'm not against it. It's just not. And also I just do black. I don't have color. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like, so I'm trying to like continue like my, my journey, I guess, with the artwork that I have. Right. And, um, so coming out here, I'm like kind of finding or looking around, seeing who's, you know, who's similar and I'm just not really seeing it. So I've gotten a couple pieces at Atlas. Oh yeah. Oh, who are, who are the artists that are? I Honestly, <laughs> dude, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't remember dude. Cause are they walk-ins or do you make appointments? One was a walk-in. Okay. And it was this one on my wrist. Um, this like rope piece. So I have this one sleeve that's like, I guess you would say traditional Japanese. Okay. And, you know, it just kind of ended with the waves. And then I was thinking, well, how do I finish it out? So I thought a rope. And when I got into the shop, the dude was like, yeah, actually traditional Japanese end sleeves with a rope. So I was kind of like. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I was like very like surprised like that that was how it's done. But yeah. it kind of just felt like the way to go because it's like, I don't know, rope, organic. I don't know. Japanese make rope. So that's the story behind that. It's just just a way to tie it all, like to finish it off. Yeah, and there's like a sh- actually a little knot on there. Okay, so yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like it was just another element rather than just like 
just a, like a like almost like a chain link looking thing right so, yeah yeah so you you came in there with that idea ahead of time knowing that it was going to be a rope yeah because like you know some tats are kind of like freestyle you're like out and you're like wilding and then you're like or you're traveling and you're just like let's just get something right uh, and then i'm the type that like kind of sits on the idea for a long time yeah yeah you know that's i mean of course a lot of people do and so it took me a while to kind of like sit on the idea imagine it in my head and then yeah kind of you know go that route okay but back to what you're saying earlier like in terms of getting a lot of work out here like i've also had some stuff done at um awr Artwork Rebels, rather? Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So AWR, right, is that, like an old graph crew yeah. out of SF. Yeah. And so one of the dudes, he rolled up here, opened up a shop. And so he had some guys. I'm fucking terrible with the names out here anyway, but he had some guys that were able to execute some fine line stuff. Yeah. So I got an arrowhead. It was like one of my first goes out here. It was like an arrowhead. Uh-huh. Dude really Where's that? Really else. Um, it's right over on your okay on your like upper forearm yeah okay so backing up real quick am i supposed to take off my shirt and you look at me (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally playing but like you know like i was like driving over here i'm like yo so are we gonna like take off our shirts and just kind of like talk up talk to each other and talk at each other and like talk with like yeah you know what i mean i'm like and i'm completely comfortable with that it's you know 2020 already i'm progressive (laughs) no it's just uh as we go along yeah you just i'll end up taking photos in the end so that our listeners can have a visual that accompany this. Uh, but it also helps me tell the story so I can look at it. You exactly. Know I mean? A lot of times people forget about the tattoos that they have if they have so many. Well, they're so lived in, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like going into your closet and you're like, I have nothing to wear. Yeah. And it's like, you a got shit like ton. five Carhartt jackets yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. tons of dickies and like all these shoes and you're just like, I have nothing to wear. Exactly. Gear crisis. So yeah. stupid. <laughs> Backing up atlas the first atlas tattoo was just finishing off your japanese side on the right side your right arm your right yeah, sleeve the, the the wrist the right wrist okay so that came pretty good i was dude so i roll there i don't want to trash anyone but i went there i was like yo can you do single needle dude's like yeah and so i go there and he he starts working on the piece and it's like it's like matt thick. it's came out matt thick so i don't know if he <laughs> actually knew what he was talking about or because he didn't know single needle he went to he went too hard and it blew out the shading came pretty good but like it was kind of like, ah, okay, cool. You know, it's like sometimes tattoos don't come out, you know, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Or the way you envision it. Yeah. And then at that point, you're just like, you roll with it. And then like I was saying earlier, like they become lived in and they just become a part of like, of course, who you are. And then you, of course, forget like you even had them type of deal. Yeah. As far as first impressions, I remember that's a tattoo that just kind of stands out on its own in a way. That's a That's definitely a rope. And then there's a knot on it. And it's just something that's very noticeable on you obviously aside from your finger tattoos you know that's just like it's normal but it's not super common you know what i mean yeah and it was actually kind of surprised to hear that like in the traditional japanese form that rope is used to finish it off so it was very like i guess what's the word serendipitous (laughs) yeah yeah. whatever i never use that word right (laughs) so smart but um (laughs) it kind of like fell into place in a way that like made sense in a traditional way and then it made sense in my head so it's like I guess I'm onto something. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell me about your first memory of tattoo. So first, first memory was a stick and poke job, which is like these two scars right here, right? So imagine like junior high era, sleep over at the skate homie's house. Yep. Everyone's just like hanging out, maybe getting high, whatever. And the whole idea was like, Actually, no, everyone was straight edge back then. So it wasn't even about being. <laughs> but anyway, it was like a stick and poke uh, session. And 
everyone was going to get a skateboard like the most rudimentary look of a skateboard so imagine two dots <laughs> yeah for the wheels yeah and we're looking like not top down but like side profile yep so two wheels and then the deck that just goes straight yep. and then kicks a up little at the lead. end yeah <laughs> so i think one of the homies sean his brother rather bear we call them bear berry yeah maybe they got full skateboards so it was like an all-night deal we're all like playing like nintendo and like taking sessions like because no. we found out like oh if you get a needle and you wrap it around with thread and then you get indian ink and you dab it and then you can start you know, poking blah 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 and so we're like Shit. dude that's so sick so like it was kind of like a brotherhood thing right? yeah because like back then we were all like super hardcore you know skate rats yeah we skated every day i mean and you know you build really strong bonds through just like whatever activity you know with the whether it's like you know the motorcycles what you got back here yeah. or like skating or fucking whatever yeah so we were all like dude we're all gonna get skateboards it's gonna be sick <laughs> so i think we knocked out a couple skateboards and then we got to me and then it was just the wheels right <laughs> and then it didn't and then it got later maybe or whatever and yeah. then that was it like and so that was like my first tattoo these two dots <laughs> and i was like kind of like proud about it in a way but yeah. then also like oh, i need to finish it but like looking back it's like maybe i'm glad i didn't finish it <laughs> but now i'm thinking fuck do i just go in and like actually get it professionally done <laughs> but that space right there is really blank and i'm really kind of just saving it for like yeah something a bit more bigger and substantial but sure. that was my first like go, go at, at tattoos yeah. and then the next tattoo that i got was <laughs> was like another home job the homie he got he bought a machine right he bought a machine and um it was like a kit yeah it was a whole kit dude he had sleeves he was he was already kind of tatted but like he wanted to st start getting behind the machine right okay and he was a really good like illustrator artist kent kelly and um so he brought a machine over the crib and we started getting like crew tattoos right yeah so there was this crew called the ted's you know, like Ted's. And so Ted's was like short for Teddy Boys. And Teddy Boys back in the London era, back in the day, were like kind of around the same time as like um, ska dudes. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, I was running around with like a bunch of rockabilly guys. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so these rockabilly dudes, they in the OG days or whatever, they called them Teddy Boys because it was just the name of the style. Because like either you are a punk rock guy or a ska dude yep. or a Teddy Boy. And okay. that was like kind of like all the different sets that were going on in like early uk like you know sex pistols okay era long story fuck. yeah so the name of our crew was ted's because like the guys i was running with they were like rockabilly guys yeah. their brothers were like in bands and like that whole thing and like stray cats was like you know and all these other bands were like kind of just, all driving like, rat rods and yeah shit like that. that was like kind of our influence so anyway we get a home job and it says ted's right yeah ted's and then like i think it said las vegas like on the side oh, of it shit. Right? and that was our crew and again it was like another brotherhood thing yeah. you know um and where's so, that where's that at it's under this cover-up okay you, okay you ended up covering it up <laughs> yeah because it was terrible <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but it was like you're <laughs> like whatever like 18 and you're like just in the moment with your homies and it's like also it's also vegas and so back mm -hmm. whenever it's like you you really really wasn't exposed to like what good tattoos were you yeah. saw them and some of the homies did but it yeah. was also just like it's a Friday night. We're all hanging. He's right. got the machine. Actually, it wasn't even night. It was like probably broad day on a Tuesday, <laughs> like after work or yeah. whatever. So anyway, it was Ted's and got that and then eventually got that covered up. What What did it look like? Did it, it was just straight up? It was hand scripted, right. like hand freestyle, like just straight up just I, written out Ted's. I think he might have came out first with like a 
uh, ink pen, you know, yeah. like a roller, like a ballpoint pen, right? Yeah, yeah. And then followed through with the with the needle. Uh-huh. And um, so our crew, like five of us dudes, like we got it, and um, that was just our thing, right? So. Yeah super janky like <laughs> and the dude actually went on to becoming uh, a real legit like tattoo artist yeah i haven't followed up with him in a minute but he's like in vegas still he was running out of some shop and like from what i remember he he came like legit good like oh dope full color you know i yeah. think he was running like a lot of um classic um, classic american you know americana yeah like traditional traditional right sorry yeah. but yeah so that was like the next tattoo yeah. <laughs> My third tattoo was this forearm piece, okay, which is Japanese, and it's funny like someone who's never been to Japan, yeah. but like all about like anime and Akira and yeah. like you know just like I don't know, just really into Japanese culture. Again, not, never even gone, yeah. but like knowing it's like I love this shit. Like like I just tried out sushi for the yeah. first time. Like wasabi's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so I was really on this kick of like Japanese. And so I was going through some like books. And of course, you see like a lot of like the Yakuza style stuff or whatever. And so that was kind of influential. But like, so I got this Japanese piece, mm-hmm. which is uh, Byodo, which uh, is translated into fair or equal. So this one was my kind of like protest piece, right? Because like growing up in Vegas, there was like a lot of skinheads, like straight up Nazis oh, running around, okay, right? Yeah. And so you'd go to like little shows and like, you know, the Teddy Boys would be there. Like, you know, all these rockabilly heads would be out there. All these ska dudes would be out or skate rats. And like um, punk rock dudes, we'd, we'd go to these gigs and like see see bands and shit come out. And like then in the parking lot there'd be a bunch of skinheads and like yeah and so it was kind of like the skinheads eventually left actually to Idaho I think or maybe even Utah wherever yeah but they broke out but like there was a huge like skinhead like community in Vegas so at that time we're going to shows we're all hanging out and so I had this kind of like I'm into this Japanese vibe and then like so anyway it says uh, equality yeah and so. At that time, I was also running around with like, you know, every ethnicity, you know, even white kids, of course. But yeah. then there was this like contingent of like skinheads. Yeah. So this was kind of like my whole like, I'm all about like equality. Right. Yeah. I'm all about like, you know, like doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know, and that's just proper. So then this piece was bought by like, like one of my early, early, early like girlfriends that so it was my first actually real tattoo and she bought it for me and i was just like holy shit like this chick just spent like a hundred dollars on me (laughs) that's crazy and i got it on and that time that's when i just moved to la and she uh so this was in la when you this piece yeah so i got like so the the dots i was in vegas right the the teddy boys which eventually got covered up was was also vegas and then this this forearm piece was in la was in la and i first just moved there and um she came out to visit. She paid for it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's wild. Like this chick spending like this much money. On, yeah. you know? And it was actually a, a birthday gift. So so anyway, it's like, yeah, it translates into uh, equality. Yeah. And it's actually kind of cool because like even to this day when I go traveling a little bit to Japan, whatever, yeah. like heads like that I meet along the way, they're like, oh, equal, fair. Yeah. And so, and they're all really happy and stoked. And so it's kind of like, it kind of still like, stands for something you know Definitely. what i mean and they get that like uh where, where i'm coming from with it you know because you're looking at a little book and you're thinking well this is what it says but is it what it says mm-hmm. so but then you get out into the world and like people are actually reading it and they're like it's validated oh, cool yeah that's cool and um because you hear about like how 
people go into shops and get like <laughs> Japanese or yeah. Chinese characters and they end up like doing some like really wrong shit. <laughs> yeah. They ate, you know, it's like whole memes about her or whatever. So Yeah, what was it? Uh I can't remember who it was. <laughs> she got some character that ended up translating to like sleeping bag hot dog or something like that <laughs> yeah or like it was what's her face <laughs> like Ariel grande they had that's, like that's the one i'm sorry like rice yeah. cooker that's or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and she went in and was like but i like rice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a big deal not a good look well i'm yeah i'm glad that you got the you got the right one on you yeah um, so that was like uh like my first legit i guess tattoo first tattoo? actual in the shop tattoo yeah and then well at this point so how many brothers do you have five you have five brothers yeah do any of them have tattoos yeah um let's see yeah actually all of them do but i'm like most covered yeah out of them all were you the first one of the brothers to get ta- yeah ta- i'm the eldest okay so i kind of like you said i kind of just like was out there yeah like and i'm like a bit older than them so i left the house okay as they were still like young or whatever. sure and okay. so like I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm like meeting people. I'm hanging, yep. like wiling out, yep. getting tattoos, coming back home for holidays. It's like new tattoos. And they're like, oh, he's tatted. Okay. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, open the doors. Good example, bad example. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, a great example for my one, my one sister, she, um, she's at her, she's at Love Letters in LA. Uh-huh. Um, she's also a writer. She goes by her. She is like an insane, like, letterer. Um, right now yeah um we can get into that one a little bit sure, later yeah, but like totally. i'd love to blow up the spot on her yeah like, definitely she's killing it right now yeah shout out yeah yeah okay so okay you got um Bioto, and then what's the next tattoo that you get so then it was this koi fish so you jump arms so from your left arm over to you start the koi fish yeah. on your forearm yeah so. and at this point aside from the homemade tattoos that your your arms are pretty your arms are pretty bare still yeah, so it was a super bold move to just go straight forearm. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, it's it, pretty big. It's probably about the you know, I don't want to say like seven, eight inches. We're in a garage. You got a ruler? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no it, it was like yeah, first pretty big bold piece, and you know it's weird though because right now it's so common to have tattoos. Yeah. Right? But at that young age, oh, I mean, I'm sure at the time. At that time, it was like not as like common, and it was still a bit more like outlawish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now it's really like everyone's got tats and it's it's cool, but like you know, it was an era where it was like a lot more like, you know, outlawish or underground or like you came out of jail or you're in a set, you yeah. know. Or like, you're not trying to get a job. Yeah, total job stopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> total job stopper. Yeah. Any visible tattoos. Yeah. Job and then I remember like I was stocking boxes at like uh Macy's in, in LA mm-hmm. and like the the older women that were working behind like like makeup counters and stuff they would be like oh he's got tattoos yeah you know but i'm like here i am in the corner like stuffing pillows and nice (laughs) nice racks whatever but like i had this tattoo and i I felt really proud about it and um but it still had this underworld element yeah and i also remember like getting pulled over by a cop and he looks at my arm he's like what set are you in this is in la really he thought you were in a gang yeah because it's like you know Again, it's like it was so early on that like if you had a tattoo visible, it's like you're in a gang. Okay. But you know things are like way different. Now. Sure, definitely. So okay, sorry. So the koi fish, koi fish. So I was in, I think I was in Crazy Girls or <laughs> I was in some strip. I was in I was with the homies at some strip club like during like a trade show, and I came across this dude, this rockabilly guy, and he's completely tatted, sleeved up, 
and he's like we just start rapping out and then he so you tattoo now too and he's like yeah and i was like dope like i want to get this fish yeah i want to get a koi fish because like i told you earlier like i'm on this like kind of like japanese wave yeah and um he's like yeah i'll knock out this koi fish so he in one sitting he knocks out the koi fish and he was kind of rookie but like you know he did a pretty good job i thought yeah um the shading is like still holding up yeah and like he started a lot of the finger waves but didn't shade it and then that was it <laughs> like i didn't follow up with the dude i yeah. didn't i didn't um get more work because my whole idea was like i want to get the sleeve you know yeah. like blah 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 so i got this one koi fish and it's 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 okay you know but it's also one of those like time like markers of time exactly you know it's like it was just one of those things where you're like i sat in the chair you meet these people yeah you know you're exchanging stories you're just vibing with people and yep. so it was kind of like it was cool and that was i think i went back to I was living in LA, but I went back to Vegas for the piece. I was like, "Oh, well, I only live in LA. I come back and forth." Yeah, but dude, it was just way too much. Like, so you met the guy at a trade show in LA. But it was a trade show back in Vegas. Oh, in Vegas, okay. Yeah. The and Magic then, Trade Show. Okay. The the clothing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I eventually did finish out the arm like in a traditional Japanese style, mm -hmm. but that was like way years later. So okay. So for a long time, for a long time, I was like running the two forearm tattoos. And then just like my one little shitty guy and then like the skate dots. Yeah. I was running those for like a long time before I got real work. So on the koi fish though, where did he end the tattoo? So he did, he did like the, the main fish part and then a couple, you could see the quality. The, the but finger like he waves. He did a couple of these finger waves and then like these, the waves going over, you know, when, when they represent a fish going under the water. Sure. Okay. So yeah. he did like these lines. This fish, and okay, then, and then these two little sets of finger waves, and that was it. Okay, and it looks like you have fish scales that are above it. That's added on later, right? Yeah. So that was handled by uh, the homie East over at Shamrock. Okay. Oh, Shamrock. Yeah. yeah. So living in LA, you know, tattoo culture is like all day, you know, and it's like the greats come out of out of LA. I mean, of course, everywhere, but living in LA, it's like you 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 start to hear like where the shops are. Yeah. You know, you start talking to people so i got that arm finished out the whole arm except for the banners those came first before the arm so um just to back up i did you know what fucked out i'm gonna keep going so yeah. <laughs> basically i um i got this whole arm done and it looks like there's two or three more koi fish right yeah exactly that go up your arm i wanted specifically three koi okay. fish three okay so there's three total yeah koi fish yeah and why three it's just kind of representational because um, one of my brothers, he passed away. Mm -hmm. He was the second eldest. Okay. So and the one, right, one behind you. Yeah, the one right behind me. So okay. he passed away. And then one of my, within almost the same year, like one of my good homies that I was running with, uh, Alan Bunker, rest in peace, he passed away. So in my mind, in my, I don't know, my theory or whatever, yeah. it's like each fish represents the three of us. And they were all kind of bound together with water. So it kind of had this like philosophical vibe where mm -hmm, yeah. you're like, they're here and I'm here, yeah. but we're still kind of connected. So the water kind of represented like the memories and the love and the good times. But like, even though we're separated, we're all still kind of together. Yeah, definitely. So the whole, so I had it in my head, like I'm going to get three koi fish. Yeah. I'm going to get like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so when I went to Shamrock, I got some earlier pieces done. And then when I was ready to pull the trigger on like getting this arm piece done, mm -hmm. um, Andrew, who was working there, 
Andrew the Kid is his handle, right? He's a legend. Anyway, so he um, he's like, oh, you would need to sit with East. East was this self-taught artist out of Taiwan. He was like a soldier. And he was telling me his story because, like, you know, you're in the chair forever. And he's like, yeah, I was a soldier. And, you know, it was for the Taiwanese army. And, like, I just wanted to, like, start tattooing. And I just forced myself to be good at art. And he learned how to draw. He learned how to tattoo. He found his way to L.A., Got to Shamrock, sat underneath Mahoney, the, you know, yeah, and like Negretti, and just like was learning and seeing everything. So he knocked out this arm. But the funny part, they was like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna get a sleeve with East." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm like totally ready." And they're like, "Dude, you better get ready because like that guy, he'll put you in the chair for like at least seven hours, oh, a shit. session." So like I was going through six hour sessions, seven hour sessions. Yeah. There was this one session, it was like eight hours. I'm like, "Dude, we straight uh. did like a fucking shift of like a work shift <laughs> in the chair." And the dude was like, "He's, you know, the work is like really great." Yeah. And you know Mahoney's popping in and like looking over the shoulders, like yep. yeah, man, looking good, cool. yep. yeah, <laughs> like super quiet. Like, oh, all right, man, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but he knocked it out. I don't know how many sessions we sat, like maybe four, but each one was minimum seven hours. <sighs> and the dude would knock it out, and he was just like, we we're just exchanging stories. And he told me he's like, you could be good at anything. You just have to take time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that's some like, yeah. But you know, when you sit with guys, you 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 really exchange like a lot of good energy and yeah. this and that. And one of the cool things he had said was like one of the lessons from tattooing or getting tattooed is the theory of acceptance. You're, you're accepting this pain and you're enduring it, but it's kind of like a lesson of like you can get through it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's an end to it. Yeah, the it's pain. Like, at least the pain is like very momentary, mm -hmm. and it sucks. But it, and it seems like forever. But then, of course, once you get through it, it's like the best. Yeah, it's like, dude, I have this amazing Forever. piece. I have this amazing like memory burned in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So East, he he knocked out this arm. That's and it came out really. I dope. mean, really they're slow. all essentially life size koi fish. That's on your arm. That's what I really appreciate about it. It looks yeah. they're huge. They look like actual real koi fish. And so, of course, me not knowing shit about tattoos, the first koi fish, he's going downstream, and that's, I guess like not proper oh. i don't know if it's bad luck but it's not good luck yeah it's not because <laughs> so essentially all the other koi and yeah. i found out it's like they they go up the arm okay so koi fish are meant to go upstream people okay. like know that <laughs> <laughs> and also it was like um there's also like cherry blossoms okay through I see there that. yeah which is like the symbol of the samurai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that I'm even close to being a samurai, but it's really cool about cherry blossoms because everyone, well, not everyone, but like, especially out here because they're everywhere, right? They only come in a season, they stay around for like a couple weeks and then they're gone. And that was kind of like the Japanese philosophy or theory or not philosophy, but like the belief of like a samurai. It's like they don't live long, but they have like a really bold life, beautiful, amazing, and then they're gone. So even the, traditional you know the myth and the mythology of japanese like tattooing is this like never ending like amazing like storytelling so he put cherry blossoms not because like i'm some samurai please but it's kind of like <laughs> it was just like you know with the with traditional artwork and he studied under like under a lot of great masters that he's passing on this information yeah of like koiko upstream yeah cherry blossom is like you know, a great symbol of like life in general. Right. But it started, I guess, with the, the idea of samurai of how like you're here and gone and you live like a really like bright, beautiful life. And then on the inner end, 
he did this like really cool waterfall okay yeah motif and i was always hearing it's like dude if you go in the arm it's gonna be the worst pain you ever have blah, really blah, blah. and i don't remember it being that bad because yes, like yeah. I, I remember always hearing it's like yeah inside like right below the armpit is like gonna be the worst pain and i'm like oh well okay and i went i sat through it and i was like this that wasn't that bad right, exactly yeah so it's i don't know you know pain yeah. is like gauged by different people yeah like sure. certain things are like way more worse than others yeah like so okay so you have the waterfalls and then also going down your forearm you also have more cherry blossoms it looks like on yeah the, on the top of the forearm yeah so or on the on your back side of your forearm i never look at it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so this is all east East did all the Japanese work, including the cherry blossoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Minus the Oh, so this is a cover-up, right? Did you remember I was telling you about yes. the the Ted's thing? Yeah. So, this is before the uh the work by East. So, I got this cover-up, and it's basically a giant astronomical symbol. So, it's really big, right? It's massive. like really b- massive. It covers your like the whole shoulder essentially of yeah, your bicep. which is, you know, how cover-ups usually are, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I had I covered up the Las Vegas Ted's thing, right? Yep. And then so I got this other piece, which is basically so you know, name is Jupiter, right? So yep. each planet has like a symbol, and so this is like the planetary symbol of Jupiter. And then I have this like number three here because I'm the third Jupiter. So it's like, not that I was ever good at math, but you know, exponents and like mathematical equations, like whatever to the whatever power. So like I have this three, which is to the third power. But when I got this tattoo, Dale Earnhardt passed away (laughs) and so i got like all these redneck dudes it's like dale yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna lie it kind of looks like a nascar it is (laughs) it's totally the same typeface yeah and i think it might be italicized in the opposite direction (laughs) but dude like rednecks rednecks love this tattoo because like dale yeah (laughs) and i mean back then also like dale earnhardt was like a legendary nascar guy i mean still is yeah, still. And it's like, even if you didn't know NASCAR, like his name was just so prominent. Yes. So when he passed away, it was like a huge deal. And I just remember like getting, <laughs> so it's like this other, like, like the rope thing. And yeah. like now I got this Dale Earnhardt thing and it's just like, I'm down to rep, you know, yeah. it's all good. I wear Wranglers, you know, <laughs> but it, I mean, it has meaning to you. No, for sure. So it's like, so that's a Jupiter symbol and that's an exponent. So, so I'm Jupiter the third. So that was pre-existing. And so East worked around that. But then he also worked around these banners. Yeah, This okay. banner here. Tell me about and the banners. So these banners are in the ditch. Everyone's got a tattoo in the ditch. It's like, it is the worst. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, yeah, so have the, you got ditch work? Yeah, the ditch is essentially on the inside of your elbow, essentially. Yes. It's like on the, yeah, on the on So the it's like where side. your bicep ends yeah. and then your forearm starts. Yeah. That crease, that, that I didn't know was going to suck. Yes. I got these banners done. It's so funny that you and I have banners on our ditches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a like, good spot. <laughs> and so these banners were like one of like my second visits. This was before the, the sleeve. Okay. And so I sat with uh, Andrew. I don't know if it's Farnsley or Barnsley. I'm fucking it up. Yeah. But Andrew the kid, everyone like in the world like would know this dude. He's like. This is in LA. In LA. He sat like right next to Mahoney. Okay. He was like. A white cholo, yeah, you know what I mean, from San Diego, talk really soft, yeah, you know? like just like um, Mahoney. And the cr- crazy thing about Mahoney and this guy is like, I don't know what kind of hearing they had, but yeah. like they would both whisper to each other, <laughs> and you'd be like, "What the hell is this guy saying?" Yeah. Meanwhile, you got machines like, Brah. yeah, yeah, and they'd be talking to each other, 
in this whisper tone, man, you know, like just like on some wedo shit. And they can completely understand each other without even lip reading. They could just hear each other. So it was like their brains were able to tune out the machines running, the chatter between like shop guys running around right. and then talk to each other. And I was just like, that's insane, yeah. like ability or like telepathy. Yeah. So anyway, Andrew, he sat at Shamrock. And, you know, through the circles, I, I knew that he was like one of the dudes to like sit with. My goal was to sit with Mahoney, but I didn't want to just jump in with money and be like, hey, can I get yeah. an appointment? Yeah. He would have took the appointment because it, it wasn't like impossible to sit with Mark. But my whole thing was like, you're entering these dudes like realm and you just don't jump to the top of the list with like an ask. Even though it's a walk-in shop, you can get tatted by anyone that's in there. But my whole thing was this like skate shop, like... You got to go in there kind of humble yes. and kind of like respectful and like work your way in. You know what I mean? Like, again, I could have just paid for it, but I felt like I had to like earn it, no pay way. some dues yeah. with the lower dudes yeah. to be like, I'm going to get tatted by like various guys in the shop before I even go to Mark. Yes. Because it's just like, to me, it's just like respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, which is one of the reasons why I didn't sit with cartoon. So Real quick, I was like working with like at Undefeated. We were doing projects at Stussy at the time. We were doing projects with Cartoon. He's like, yo, man, why don't you come by to the shop and like, you know, kind of hang out, which is basically him greenlighting me to come in and get, like get tatted. Get tatted. Yeah. Even though it would have been like dumb expensive, like that wasn't the point. But then I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that because that's like there's guys, you know, in his realm, in his world that like they're blessed by him, like taking the time to like tattoo yeah and so it's like i felt like i'm not gonna just jump in and like get tats by cartoon yeah it's just i have to kind of earn it at least through the respect of all the others i don't know i guess i took like a very like traditional like slow route to everything whereas today guys are just like going straight to the face straight to the hands yeah you know <laughs> with like no sleeves no shirt you know what i mean it's just kind of like whatever you could see like on my neck whatever and it's like which is which sucks because like there's people out there running machines that are like they're not following that type of code to like not get your neck hands uh, done first right so yeah. anyway um andrew he he did these banners and um so he was outlining the banners he started with this left one sorry mm -hmm. this right one so he started the banners and i told him like hey i want like these names on there these are like the three generations of women in my family so yeah. maria that's my grandmother mm -hmm. and amurfina which is uh, Amy. She goes by Amy. But Amufina is short for America, Europe, and the Philippines. It's a, it's a name that my grandma made up for her. And Amufina, again, it was like America, Europe, and the Philippines. And so my grandmother kind of coded in her, in her daughter's name, my mom, that you're going to travel. Meaning you're going to go to America, you're going to go through Europe, and of course your home base is like the Philippines. Right. So giving her that name kind of just like gave her like, passport stamps to like you're gonna go out and see the world oh that's so sick totally unique name yeah and so yeah i'm, I'm really like impressed with that story we're, we're proud rather and yeah, then and definitely. then Raimi, um who i was saying earlier um about earlier she's like my younger sister that mm -hmm. um she does like a lot of tattooing now i was influencing her to like get in this kind of world and it was funny, like last Thanksgiving, she's like, yeah, I remember when you came home and you had tattoos and, you know, it kind of showed me that you could have tattoos and mom will still love you. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess so. And, and and from that point, when she got into like junior high, she was like doing home tats and, mm. um, you know, I guess slowly getting more legit tats. But uh-huh. then um, now she's like on a machine. She works at Love Letters, which was ran by Norm. Mm-hmm. He passed away, of course. Rest in peace. And she, she is or was his his last apprentice wow. before he passed away. And so she's carrying like his lineage. That's like, a lot she's of got, she's got a lot of her letter. She's got a lot of his lettering style. She of course has her own style, but she sat under norm and was just like learning the craft. And like, now that he passed away, she's carrying the torch. People are actually getting work by her wanting his style because out of like paying respects to him passing but then knowing that like she's like the living entity of like his work so she's now doing his style norm was legendary everyone knew knew the guy and so and they know of her now right yeah and so people are like getting her to do his style that's knowing that he taught her like you know everything she knows so but back to the banner she so she's on the banner yeah <clears throat> three generation of women andrew he's laying out the banner and then the text like i was like yeah i want this like serif type or typeface that you see on money you know what i mean because like at this other point i'm like really into like um like this americana vibe right yeah <laughs> even though i wasn't getting traditional stuff like you know i was like really like you, you know when you look at a dollar bill or whatever you see the, the crosshatch yep. style of art uh-huh. so i was really like vibing off a of crosshatching and like i was asking andrew say hey can you do this crosshatch style and that back then i don't think it, anyone was doing it but i think now it's like out there like and people are doing it like they're taking like a four wide five wide needle yeah. and then just like running it yeah and it's creating these crosshatches yeah. but i asked him back then hey can you do a crosshatch style because i want this to look like dollar bill type shit and then like having these names and like this serif typeface just kind of tying this whole like stars and stripes type yeah. shit yeah and so he was kind of like oh man i don't know if i could do the yeah. type man you know he's all whispering and shit yeah. it's like <laughs> i really like the idea but i don't know if i could do that man it's like i don't know we'll try so turns out Wu, yeah was, Do- was, dr Wu. this is before dr Wu. Yeah. this is like med student Wu. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so he he was like the new blood in there he's like he's setting up the tables he's cleaning up the tables he's doing all the books you know he's amazing dude woo and so anyway he was like he was apprenticing for i don't know how many years before even picking up a machine Uh that's old school style yeah totally you know what i mean like you're gonna make sushi you're gonna cook rice yeah for like five years exactly before you even get to like prepare the next step yeah before you even get to touch like seaweed paper whatever (laughs) type shit so so the banners are being laid up and uh we was like i'm gonna help you he's like you know he's really helpful and just like he was also slick on the computer too so he laid out the type in photoshop he took andrew's sketch scanned it and then over the one day i came back the next day came back with like typesetting so that it matched the matched the curvature so Wu like laid out the type and then andrew went in and then cover, you know filled it in so but yeah Wu did the um the type i still haven't sat with Wu. That's just actually kind of weird. Like I've known the dude for years. Yeah. <laughs> like he was literally the dude that was like booking my appointments. Really? At Shamrock. And now he's that dude. He's like the dude. Yep. And so I haven't sat with him. So, you know, I'm sure I'm going to in the near future. I'm no, sure. no, I, that's yeah, I'm gonna, it's yeah. just, I haven't really like, I'm going to sit with cartoon, I guess. And yeah. I'm going to sit with Wu. It's just, yeah. I haven't really like made the time, but yeah. like 
it's just like a journey thing, you know? Do you do you know what you'd ask him to do? Woo? Yeah. That's a good one. He's got his own proprietary style, but then he could also knock out like super fine stuff, whatever. I don't know. It'd be one of those things. Like I'd just sit with him and be like, yo, what, what should we do? I got to tell you a quick funny story. I don't know how, but Howard Lichter brought... He brought him to the office randomly, and I had his I had his shoes on. Just oh, dope. I didn't even know who's gonna be in there. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, I love these shoes." And it was the the white ones with the the green underneath. Where the um did it have the, the top of the upper? Was that the one that had the um the the fly on the toe cap? No, that okay. was the first one he did with That's embroidery. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second go around had the tearaway. Yeah, I met him. Super nice guy, and he's just like, dude, he's always been like super chill. Super, yeah, super like just good attitude and um. He's like killing it right now. Successful, I mean, respected. Drake, uh, he just did Justin Bieber. I saw that. Yeah, just no, like he all the who's he brings who's. in all the heads. But I, I remember seeing a quote somewhere. He says that he he doesn't he's not going to build his reputation off of the vouch from celebrities. He doesn't give a shit. And he I mean he didn't need to, to be honest. No. That just kind of came with him doing his thing, right? But he kind of you know coming through Mahoney and like Mahoney, he was like. He was doing like legendary rock guys and like, you know, being on Sunset Boulevard. It's like through the Guns N' Roses era, Motley Crue era. Like yeah. that dude, I mean, everyone knows his story. Not everyone, but like he's got an ill story. So he's seen high and low, you mm-hmm. know, celebrity to like bummy yeah. type dudes. And so he treats them all the same, you know. And so Woo, just knowing that, how you, how to act, it's just like he doesn't need the reputation of like celebs to kind of like validate validate his yeah. work he just he just does the same quality across the board yeah and you know so yeah okay so you get your right banner done on your right arm yeah tell me about the banner on your left so the the right arm has the three generation of women yeah you know and like kind of on some like this is my dedication you know to these women you know my family and so the other one says uh for my friends and family so it's like then everyone else yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, yeah that one came about like not too far long after the funny part about this banner is that you won't know looking at it, but like, you know, as the owner or wearer, you could tell that there's like quality differences and uh-huh. this, this and that. And, you know, I'm not trying to um, talk bad at Andrew at all, but yeah. like during this session, a bunch of Mongols rolled in to this t- tattoo shop. Like the MC, the MC club. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh. Straight Mongols, right? And that place was a fucking madhouse. There was like a couple older dudes and then they're bringing in like like new younger guys and they're getting um chips right which is basically the mongol logo in in a circle they call it chips so they were getting they were bringing these new guys to get chips basically they were already like i guess jumped in or whatever and then they're gonna get like pieces and so there's one dude he's just full bodied he's probably got like the top and bottom rocker on his back he's got the whole shit right yeah and they're bringing in these young cats to like kind of like you know they're in and so that back room is just full with Mongols and they're just going in on crazy stories about whatever, like getting pulled over, or yeah. some bike shit, yep. some like whatever. So Andrew, in the meantime, he's listening in and talking back and forth because he knows a lot of these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just here observing everything. But because all this like chatter was going back and forth, he was kind of distracted. So I, I yeah. was like looking back at the quality, like this first arm was like very clean, like daytime uh, session yeah this one was like nice. 3 a.m yeah. like like i said like a bunch of biker dudes in there like just wiling and he did still clean work but i could just tell yeah that i was like oh it's not quite the same yeah but the vibe was different and it's like it comes out in the work you know where the energy is wherever but 
years later, I'd end up going back and getting like the, the shading done. And then he also did these roses that came super sick. So he eventually then cleaned it up like perfect. But like when I got out of that session, I'm like, dude, this arm does not look like this arm. How do I like say, yo, like, can we, can we fix this? And he'd always be down. It's like, dude, whenever there's a problem, just come in. If it doesn't heal right or if it fades or, you know, blows out, like yeah. we'll fix it. Yeah. So he was always about his work. But I remember coming into that session um, and again, with like all these biker dudes, it was just like, it was such a wild. That's actually kind of a dope story though. Yeah. It was, it was like, cause like you, you hear about, you know, different MCs and like these dudes roll in and you're like, those are fucking Mongols right yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and they're all super chill and like, you know, just getting like wasted off of beers yeah. and like Mahoney, he's like down with everyone. And so he's like working on this guy and it's just like just trading stories yeah. talking about cars talking about bikes talking about cops yeah. you know <laughs> guys guys going in guys coming out all this shit but um yeah so andrew did these banners really proud of them okay so after the banners now you have a few other tattoos on, on your left arm yeah so they're, they're all kind of they're all different they're all patched together yeah so it's funny, Andrew, he was like, yeah, man, you got like this East-West thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got this Eastern style over here yep. and then kind of more of a Western style over here. Yeah, yeah. And so, which is true. I kind of, I didn't think I really planned it, but it was just kind of like, that's just the way it was coming together. Because I didn't think I was going to get double Japanese sleeve. Yeah. That's okay. just like a bit OD. But like, I figured like, I'm going to just kind of patch it in. Because I do actually like the way how traditional patches together. Yeah. When you kind of just notch things in there or find shapes that kind of like tetris their way out exactly yeah and so that's kind of like what this arm's doing so i got this pocket knife folder yeah um actually it's on the back of your form so what started this arm was like uh this piece and then i got this horseshoe around your elbow yeah at spotlight okay by um charlie roberts bob roberts son who's like i can't remember the whole whole story but like bob roberts and i think jack rudy and Mahoney, they they all like sessioned together yeah. out in Whittier. I think that's the the story. And then of course the Pike, you heard about that's you know that that was like the OG shop where like guys in Long Beach were like getting machine. Sorry, the Pike is where Sailor Jerry I think was doing work, and then he was bringing in younger guys at the time, okay. which was Mahoney, Jack Rudy, um, and I think Bob Roberts. And then there was a transition when they moved to Whittier. Um, we're gonna have to get Danny Estrada in here. Yeah, yeah, I know. He definitely the historian. <laughs> he's, got, he's got ink and he could verify all these <laughs> stories. I mean the internet can too, but yeah. like he definitely knows because he's like Whittier OG. Yeah. But um so yeah, Charlie Roberts did this horseshoe. Okay. Good luck. You know, and it's a Western motif. And so living in Vegas, it's like you're just surrounded by dirt and like Western vibes. I think the Japanese thing was like me trying to extend myself out of this like desert vibe. Yeah. And like, what's the farthest thing from the desert? It's like Japan. And it's like, but then it's also who I am. So like this whole horseshoe bit came through. And then um, he also did this uh, Model A. And so that's on the yeah, on the back of your tricep. Yeah. That was just like, you know, clip art. Yeah. You know, it was like, a flash. Yeah. Clip art flash. Well, flash is like drawn by an artist to be replicated. Yeah. Clip art, right? Is like, Oh, so what, what you find on the internet yeah, or yeah. like out of a crap hound, you yeah, know, that, that yeah, scene. Yep. This, this is a crap hound piece. This, uh, this like rocket. rocket? Yeah. 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 I remember it told you I was like on this America thing Yeah. <laughs> before I got to be like where it is today, like super nationalist, like yeah. white pride, like flag coming out the back of your F-150 <laughs> type shit. Yeah. But prior to prior to that, I was like proud to be an American. Yeah. Proud of like, 
I was discovering brands like Filson and shit. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like Filson and Red Wing. And like, now that's like the uniform for like parking lot lumberjacks. You know what I mean? But I was like, this America shit, man, is like, I'm fucking into it. So this was like part of that wave. The banners were part of that wave. And so. So you're the Model A. The Model A. This piece, um, We Win, They Lose, was like this kind of like saying that uh, one of my homies, Ben, back in LA, he used to say all the time. Uh Because he was like about you know brotherhood and like and he was in a band and it was like you know we win they lose it was just like, kind of like this running motto that was just like that stuck in my head so i got that which is like checkered flag yes to win and then you know the, jo- the jolly, jolly roger for losing or death whatever so that kind of became like oh, its own little thing okay so yeah we win they lose um that was done in la and that was like a a walk-in, yep. super random shop, yep. super random sit-down, don't know the dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is what I want. Can you do this? He's like, okay. And he did it, and yeah. I, it came good, but it was like, I don't know what size needle, but it's definitely like- Mad thick. Thick, so it's more of like um, traditional style. Mm-hmm. And the work does look traditional, so it's like, I kind of got this like mix of like east, west, whatever. Yeah, so definitely. Like, so that was in LA, and then this this trophy was here in Portland- I got this one at uh, AWR. And so that's piece uh, right above your horseshoe and your arrowhead. And then this top the hat. This, these three pieces were done at AWR. Uh, AWR. Okay. And I haven't sat with those dudes in a long time. But Tell me the story about the trophy. The trophy, it's adjusted next to the, the flag. Yeah, so it's kind of like this whole wind vibe. Yeah. You know, and um, underneath the trophy on the, the base of it says, Wow. Like wow, I won. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I love like that. that's cool. But like you, but if you look upside down, it says mom. mom. Yeah. So it was one of those like, I'm so smart. <laughs> like I'm fucking so smart. Wait, so the trophy? Did you? You just? I just want a trophy. And like, all right, I'll just piece in a trophy. And yeah, because like it patched in between the arrowhead and the flag. Word, so okay. it's like I needed like this kind of like rectangular format. Yep. So it's like a trophy, like a, like a tall, yeah, tall trophy. Exactly. And then. This uh, this Japanese piece was like sitting next to this guy and this guy, so like I patched in this top hat. Okay, so right below the arrowhead and the horseshoe is the top hat. Yeah, and the top hat, you know, it's like on some lowrider class, like gentleman shit. Gentleman, yeah, yeah, you know, like OG LA gang playboy. Yeah, the playboy. Like I, I, I think about the the cane with the gloves, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like just some old school like calling card gang shit. Yeah, like yeah. you know, with some classy, yeah. you know, gangsters. <laughs> yep. And you know, the playboy icon has just been like throughout gang culture. It's mm-hmm. like it's always been. You know, gang called playboy. They would throw up the playboy bunny. Yeah. Like throw up, and it's like some really bad ones. <laughs> You'd see him in LA. Yeah. Probably. I don't know if they still throw it up. It'd be <laughs> sick if they still did. But like, so. The top hat was kind of like drafting off of like, I like that. that whole like yeah. class, yeah. you know, um, not that I'm on some thug shit, but it's just like, it's part of like it's definitely the, the, the LA language. Yeah. You know, exactly. you see these icons. I hate, just to like, word, I hate to use the word culture, but it's part of the LA culture, you know? Yeah. That's why single needles where <laughs> I went because it's like, it's part of the culture, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, the top hat that was done over at um, AWR. I we, need to go back there because they were on 23rd. And then the shop blew up. The shop blew up, unquote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Probably regular. I think it was the bakery next yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like had, a bagel shop that like caught fire. Yeah, it, it was a gas explosion that they had. Oh. And it leveled that whole, that, the whole block. Yeah. I wonder if it's on some casino shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just blow it up. Like, yeah. Catch a check <laughs> yeah. later. But yeah, now they're over on Broadway or something. Yeah downtown yep exactly yeah so i haven't sat with those dudes in forever so it's like i'd be like 
brand new guy again, like going over there. But yeah. like, I'm, I should pay him a visit, see what they yeah, got. Yeah, definitely. Okay, speaking of Playboy tattoos, I also see you have a Playboy Mickey Mouse mashup, uh, H-E-K, right? Yeah, that's Hani. So Hani, um, Hani Al-Khatib, he's like that, you know, musical artist. Like, yeah. He was and, at Huff, right? Yeah, he was like one of their main graphic and maybe apparel designers. Yeah. Super talented dude. He's completely bodied. And now he's now he's a rocker now. Full on rocker. Um he's got a label, he's got his band. And so he does like all his art for all his artists. He does like the art package and like graphics for their merch and like the website. Is it uh innovative leisure? Yeah, that's innovative a, leisure. That's a shit. Yeah. It's so good. All of it's good. Yeah. And I actually haven't shown Honey this. He doesn't know about He doesn't that. even know. I don't know why I haven't told him. I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen him in years since the time that I moved away. But I would see him like when he was at Huff and then he was like playing at like really small clubs when he was just a two man band. Yeah. And he's just like rocking out, like doing his thing. And so this graphic he did, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, who doesn't know the Playboy Bunny and sure. Mickey Mouse? Yeah. And so when he combined that, that, that to me again is on some like top hat class yeah. shit, but like on some like, I'm also funny. So I got this done at um, Love Letters, which is back in LA where my sister works. It fell out a bit, but, um, you know, tattoos are lifetime warranty. So you can go back in there's like, yo, can you fix this? They'll go in and and fix it. And that was Chavo, um, this cat over there. So he's good for it. I just go back and get it done. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's it's this, um, this icon that Hani did, which is like, so fucking ridiculous i I mean it's just one of those things like dang why didn't i think of that it's definitely makes you feel that a certain way and then i got the noose which is kind of adjusted next to the lose yeah or death the the jolly roger okay yeah so you have a trophy on one side and you have the noose yeah so kind of this whole little section plays in with each other yeah in a way and so this noose is like also like a, a a gap filler yeah so i needed like something kind of rectangular ish I think I got it here in town. This also might also be at, at AWR. Okay. So this is a noose that kind of just sits in that little zone right there, mm-hmm. which came good. Yeah. And what about the rocket? Where'd you get the rocket at? Rocket. So you know Crap Hound? That, yeah. That zine? I, I have that. Uh, was it Church and State? That, that, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> yeah. I got that one. And yeah, it's funny because I thought about getting just a whole page just tatted on me like as a sleeve. It's, I, it's really well done. It's funny you say that because like, um, you know, when you go to a shop, you see like frames of flash art yep. and it's like all these pieces, all, you know, adjusted into a grid. Yeah. And I was like, dude, how sick would it be if you had your whole back in flash as flash? Yeah. <laughs> like the symmetry. Yeah. The grid work. It's beautiful the way it's all laid out. And the crazy thing is that you could go anywhere in the world to get flash and say it would be traditional and then you could just patch your whole back out with like this this grid of flash mar- marking like your travels that's so that, a, i mean that's essentially kind of what that's what's happening with with your tattoos and a lot of other people's tattoos you just kind of you just kind of piece it together and yeah it becomes flash in a way yeah you become a flash page i guess i mean just looking at your arm with hek and then and the noose and the rocket and the horseshoe and the jelly roger you know those are all very different things yeah but they're all pieced together really nicely yeah to form uh body flash in a way yeah no i mean yeah thinking about it everyone is just a flash page but like when you look but, at like the symmetry of like a grid setup it's like that'd be kind of interesting but also you know this is specific to you like the things that yeah. mean a lot you know something to you um i see you have uh, 1837 also yeah that's the old home address 
That's your old home address? This is the house that I grew up at. Oh. <laughs> so it's another gap filler. I was at like a tattoo convention in LA. Yeah. And you know, they got tons of tables and guys just running machines and shit. So it's like, I sat with some random dude, yeah. wherever. And I was like, I need to, you know, because you can't go to a tattoo convention and not get work. It's yeah. just like, you know, what are you doing? So yeah. <laughs> I sat with some dude. I can't even remember his name. I was like, hey, I need you to put this like text right through here. It's 1837. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's basically the home address that I grew up at. Is, um, are the family still there? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. that address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Actually, that house is owned by my mom. Yeah. And so it's still in the family. Yeah. And so... um yeah she's like one day that house is gonna be yours i'm like cool that's you know that's awesome yeah. um so now you have it tatted so you don't but yes yeah, it. it's forever you know so but at the time rather it was also like you know a little gap filler so at the convention was that the only tattoo you got at the convention then yeah that's yeah. the only one but actually like said, at that convention i also got so there's this ink that's meant to take out ink it's like this weird chemical that you put it in a cup and you put the machine, the needle in it, yep. and then you tattoo over your t- the tattoo that you want removed with this type of chemical. Yeah. This chemical then, it's like Bondo straight up. It like hardens to this like type of like material and it is meant to soak up the ink. Mm-hmm. And then once your body naturally heals it and it comes off like a scab, yeah. then the ink goes with it. Crazy. Yeah, so that's what that's why these two are kind of faded out. Yeah, so you did that there as well. Yeah, but they scarred over. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so I got a tattoo with an attempt to remove the tattoo, and then now I got two <laughs> scars, <laughs> which is like the, we- the first type of tattoo ever. Right? Yeah, like, right, in scarring. The, scarring. So it's like, yeah, yeah that's like, that's in there. But yeah, that was like, so I got like, that was part of like one convention, this tattoo removal chemical, whatever, and then this 1837. Yeah. Okay, so you have tattoos also on your hands. Yeah. Tattoo, tell me about the tattoos on your hands. So this was one of the first tattoos, the 33. Number 33. <clears throat> number 33. So on your pinky, you have number as an N-O for short and for number. Numero. Yep. Yeah. Latin for numero. And then you have three on, on your ring finger and then three on your middle yeah. finger. So number 33. So I'm the third Jupiter as illustrated by Dale. Yeah. Right? So I'm the third <laughs> Jupiter in my family. So three has always been like a huge part of my i guess life yeah you know it's like numerology wise three yeah, is your number exactly so three has always just been there right but then we dj right yeah or attempt to whatever so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't dj in a while either. i know yeah we should we should get back on so you know records and so i was really getting into djing mm-hmm. and like collecting records and so 33 is a record speed You're right so then that kind of came about like oh shit like 33 that's like this number kept popping at me yeah right and so three, of course, was like on the birth certificate. 33 was part of like this like record speed. And the numerology, 33, like double numbers have like a lot of significant meaning. And so 33 in numerology, so there are like three phases in, in one's life. So 11 means energy mm-hmm. and like spirit and like raw power, kind of like the young part of your life. 22 means education and like learning who you are, trying to like piece your like your direction together 33 is the combination of your energy and your knowledge oh okay into like maturity so 33 in the realm of numerology is like the 36th chamber (laughs) (laughs) of like being a person yeah which is coincidentally and i'm not like super religious but like 33 was the the age in which christ died Mm -hmm. so it's a really significant number then again, every number is like significant in numerology, but like yeah. that's the story behind 33 yeah. in yeah. the world of numerology. Mm-hmm. 
So it was a record speed. It's this numerology thing. Yeah. And then the double three, three. So it just kind of turned into like my number. So I just kind of rep it yeah. as like my number. So that was your first hand tattoo. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where'd you get that done at? Shamrock. It was at Shamrock. And this was, dude, uh, I think his name is, he's not there anymore. His, I think his name was Evan or something. Yeah. But that was actually, I think, the first sit down at Shamrock. And it was one of those things like, okay, I'm like this little, I'm going to the skate shop for the first time. Yeah, where I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be like cooked out. So I'm going to just, I'm going to get a tattoo, but I'm going to get with it with a guy that's like, you know, lower in the rankings. Yeah. Just so I can just start showing face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this, yeah. So that piece was done by, I can't remember his name, but like he did a really great job. Mm -hmm. We were talking about typography at the time and just like. I wanted it to be a, a type of th three. Like I can't remember exactly what the typeface was, but yeah. like he was like, "No, we need to do it this way because it's going to flow better with your your skeleton." Yeah. Type deal. So it's like, but I knew I wanted it to be like a serif font, and it also kind of to have like a type of weight that reminded me like BMX plates. You remember yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. remember the old lettering yeah, on yeah. BMX plates? Yeah. You know, for like during the races. Yeah. Yeah. And so, because at the time I was also running like a bunch of like I was running like a. 24 inch gt around the city i was you know riding bmx bikes a bunch yeah and so and it kind of ties into like this americana thing sure yeah i'm drinking pbr yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like like typeface in america yeah. and like <laughs> cross hatching like i was on this whole like thing before it's like if you really start repping it now you're gonna look like a crazy whatever leftist yeah, yeah. type dude yeah um which sucks because it's like America's like the shit. Yeah, it's dope, right? <laughs> but to to over rep it, yeah, is gonna be like you know you're on some like racist, yeah, racist, nationalist. yeah, nationalist, blah blah blah. So it's like, which sucks, but you know, yeah, whatever. So anyway, yeah, that was like thirty three, the number BMX racing plate, yeah. and kind of like your knuckles are out when you're riding your bike. Yeah, so stupid. What <laughs> uh, what year was this, dude? I can't remember what year. Like, I want to say. Like 2005? I mean, 2006? I, even still at that, still not as prevalent as today. You know what I mean? Dude, like, 2006 to have a hand tat exactly. is like you're gang related. You're like, exactly. You know, you're some biker dude. You're some like, you've done some shit. And so getting hand tats was like, I just went for it. Yeah. But so, it, it was one of those things I was like, I was pretty comfortable with it too. So. No hesitation. No, no, no. You were like, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, but at that point also, I, it's like I already had the sleeve going mm -hmm. or like a lot of pieces of it going. Yeah. So maybe not by pure code because like pure code was like you can't get hand tats until you're like got a whole shirt yeah. back yep. and Every I don't have that. So it's like I kind of went around the code yeah. but like <laughs> going out of Mahoney's shop, it's like if they're cool with running it, then I'm going to, you know, I was going to go with yeah. it. Because a lot of it sits with the artist. Mm -hmm. Like what they, because they could say, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yep. Like, oh, you want eyelid tattoos? Like, yeah. no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, you oh, you want to go straight to the face? But like now you can get like whatever you want. But yeah. at the time, yeah, I went with the hand. So, dude, there's no such thing as a job stopper anymore. Like you could get you a tattoo. So? The thing is, is like if a guy came in with like some sort of face tattoo, it's like maybe I can trust this guy because like he's maybe got something that he's, like you said, committed to. And it's like he knows it's like this isn't for everyone, but like it's kind of like tribal. That's the funny thing, because when I got this hand tat, I was like super anti-corpo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> super anti, like, I'm not ever leaving California for like some other shit, yep. whatever. But then, you know, I ended up getting a job and it's like, and of course, it 
place is all welcoming doesn't matter yeah but at the time i was like like kind of drawing the line exactly it's like if it's the type of place that's not going to allow for tattoos then i'm not going to work there exactly so yeah okay so tell me about the other hand tattoos so this is like a this was the other walk-in okay super late random shop which a lot of tattoos are still in la still in la okay and um it was a gift from uh this girl that I was dating for a while mm-hmm. ended up going into the spot and she was like, you know, I'm going to get you a tattoo. What do you want? And I was like, all right, I'm going to go for this, whatever. And it, it was like a lightning bolt, right? Yep. That goes down, goes yeah. down the side of the hand. Yep. And so that lightning bolt goes into the, to the lore. I never use that word either, but the mythology of Jupiter. Yeah. Right. So he would use bolts of lightning to punish people that did him wrong. Yeah. So Jupiter's weapon of choice was lightning. Kind of like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> right. They must be the same story and family somehow. Well, you know, one culture takes the same theme and like readapts yeah. it. Yeah. So Thor, I guess, is the same thing. But yeah, anyway, um, so he uses lightning as his weapon of of power. Okay. And so kind of playing into Jupiter, you know, the name I have is like just kind of like plays into that a little bit. Sure. Not that I ever have enemies really or like but it just was kind of like the symbol yeah. of whatever. Definitely. Maybe I do have enemies. And but no, no. I mean <laughs> It's also, you know, a family name, right? Yeah. Ju- Jupiter, right? Yeah. You, you're, all your brothers are named Jupiter, right? Yes. Uh, tell me the story about that. So, grandfather's name is Jupiter. Yeah. And then... Is he the first? Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh, so, you're the third. Yeah. So, so Jupiter So, first. when you look it down at the, the family tree chart, right? So, Jupiter the first, my yeah. grandfather. Yeah. Jupiter the second, my father. Yeah. And then I'm the firstborn son, so I'm Jupiter the third. Yep. But then... More siblings came about, yeah. and then rather than letting my first son, which I don't have, but if if I was to have a son, yeah. that would be Jupiter the fourth. Okay. But what happened was is that he gave Jupiter to my younger brother. Yep. So he was Jupiter the fourth, and then I have brothers after that. Yeah. Right. So five, six, and seven. <laughs> so he was like stepping, like up, 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 yep. and then when it came to our generation, he went sideways. Yeah. With the Jupiters, right. <laughs> so it's all on our birth certificate but growing up as kids it was never jupiter yeah and you got four kids like huh at the same time (laughs) it's more like you know all our middle names so it was on our birth certificate so so jupiter was more of like a traditional like like, it's a family name it's a family it's like a franchises yeah yeah. right so we all have the same first name which by coincidentally we all go by name by Jupiter jupiter now yeah but it was only until we after we left the house, yeah. started establishing our own ways in our own circles. Yeah. And then everyone's, you know, individually, each group of people were like, your name's Jupiter? Your yeah. name's Jupiter? Your name's Jupiter? I'm not calling you blah, blah, blah. I'm going to yeah. call you Jupiter. So so anyway, yeah, all our names is Jupiter. Your, your middle name's Wayne, right? Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. So you went by Dwayne at home. Yeah, I still do. Still? Oh, you still go by? Of course. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, because yeah. like, and even the OG homies back in Vegas still call me Dwayne, but it's like... Then you know it's his family. But out here, it's just Jupiter. But funny, two other Jupiters live in Portland. So literally, there's three Jupiters in Portland, and two of them work yeah, <laughs> at well, the company. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, emails suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you get the wrong emails. I get emails. I get packages that aren't for me. I know. So I know your brother, I know one of the Jupiters in marketing, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of running. Yep. And then you have another Jupiter here, too? Yeah. He's the youngest um, he works at a local bar. He manages it. Yeah. And he's just like doing his thing. He's okay. killing it. Yeah, yeah. And so he moves out from Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then you have one on your wrist, actually. You have a tattoo on your wrist on yeah, the top of it. Yeah, so this is a, a line from The Smiths, How Soon Is Now, that song from The Smiths. The Smiths, yeah. yeah. And so this was like my little homage to Morrissey and all that. Um, super huge fan. And so that lives underneath the wash, which is kind of like How Soon Is Now. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I see what you did there. Yeah, it's some clever shit. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, it's just kind of like, kind of lives there. And did you get that at the same time as the lightning bolt or? No, this was, this was also at um, Shamrock, which was like, you know, one of the, like the lower, I don't want to say tier. They're all dope, but it was like, you know, it wasn't like, I'll just say one of the newer guys. Yeah. Right. So he, it was one of the newer guys that did this piece. Mm-hmm. And so it was, again, me just trying to like work my way in okay, so that it's like, I'm not like some random guy exactly. getting work. I'm like, <clears throat> you've been here. First name basis with like this dude, that dude, yeah. that guy, whatever. And it's just like building familiarity and just like going by this code because like i was a kid at the skate shop like kind of nerdy or whatever or like not knowing shit and just like you kind of get checked in a way Mm -hmm. and so you just learn how to act you learn how to act so do you have any on your upper body yeah actually i do so okay you have you have two on your chest and then you have three eagles yeah go around your neck so i got these eagles by again with the number three yeah so that's the numerology and this was done by Andrew, these eagles. And so, again, I was on this America thing, yeah. right? This whole, like, pride of America, what's on the dollar bill, like, like artwork, declaration of independence, like, just whatever. And so the eagles are, they appear on the dollar, right? And so in one claw, there are arrows, which okay. is war. And in the other claw, there's olive branches, which yep. is peace. So this kind of, like, kind of symbolized, like, the duality of, like, humanity or yeah. people in general it's like you have good days and bad days yeah. you you're like aggro and you're chill you yeah. know so and then the the middle eagle is just more neutral in flight yeah but yeah he did these eagles they came out sick they held up their super fine line it was near painless like it was like you didn't even know he's done his, his his hand is so light yeah as you know and you could see by woo also like that's just what shamrock does they have like a super light touch and uh yeah, he just he did these eagles and they were just super like light, clean, how, sharp. How old are those? Two thousand eight, maybe nine. Okay, so about a decade old. Yeah, shit. Which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Yeah, but they—I mean—they're aging really well, though. They just know what they're doing at Sham. Yeah. Like they just—they just passed that knowledge down. Yeah. How to run the single? How to like cut it with water? How to like fade it with gray or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's just like just perfect. All right, so tell me about the chest tattoos. What would you get next or first? Actually? This one right here is... Um, it's over a, your heart. Over my heart. It's a dedication piece to uh, Avery Desvi. He was the second eldest. He was the one that passed away. Okay. So this is like a memorial piece. Oh, okay. And it's his initials and his birth date. Yeah. So, um, you know, memorial pieces are hugely common yeah. in the world. And so it was just my way of like to commemorate remembering and yeah. showing respect and then also just like placing it over my heart and above that you have a lock it looks like yeah a lock with which is like this was also done by andrew he fucking killed it yeah and there's a number 143 yeah. which is like i love you right yeah. so it's kind of like symbolism of like i've got my love for my people locked locked down yeah. over my heart yeah so this is very like graphic the symbolism yeah the symbolism and, and that kind of like strong. graphic design yeah it's like because you know, you design, I design, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, place and object have equal meaning. Yeah. Where it sits and what it is. Yeah. So that was like kind of like a the meaning behind the, yeah. the lock. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's done really Fine well. Fine line again. The dude's hand super the light. The shading is 
he shaded it like crazy like i was expecting like shading here there but like he took it to the level where it looks like polished chrome okay so on your right chest you have battleborn with a star and nevada yeah so this is again on the america vibe yeah <laughs> but i see a theme for yeah sure. exactly so but it was like um it's on the flag the, the nevada flag the interesting thing is that this this crest sits on the upper left of the flag so when you're looking at say me as a person oh, yeah. it's sitting in the, the proper corner yeah. of where it sits in the flag so and battleborn is um the story is that nevada entered the union during the civil war the civil war okay so that's why it's called battleborn oh okay and it just but it also sounds kind of tough yeah <laughs> yeah like battleborn you know yeah whatever. never fought a war ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any on your back I don't have any on my back. There, that so spot, that's that's, oh, that's empty. Yeah. And so I've got some ideas. That's like prime real estate. Brewing with my sister. Yeah. Who I've been talking to you about. Yeah. Like getting some work done on that. And then um, that's kind of, sorry, that's kind of just it. But then I also have a spider web on my left knee with the Black Widow coming down. That was also done at Shamrock. And um, years ago, I injured my ACL skateboarding. I was warming up on a trick and I had brand new shoes and I cut half the day from work because <laughs> it was summer. And I'm like, I'm going to just leave work. Yeah. <laughs> go skating. I'm going to go skate. So I went over to the Tron Park and I was warming up a brand new pair of shoes. Uh, I'm not going to say what kind of shoes they were. And I'm not going to say who designed them. Yeah. But like those, those things are fucking cursed. And I would never like skate in those shoes ever again. But anyway, I was brand new pair of shoes, warming up. I'd been skating there for a long time, but it was one of those things like it wasn't feeling right. I just wasn't like just something, something wasn't right. And so I was just warming up and then uh, I was coming off of like a frontside 5-0 and I was just trying to like kick the board out. But instead of kicking the board out, I kind of just like let the board just roll down the tranny with my leg. And then the combination of that and just me coming down on my leg just like snapped my ACL, which was like that super sucked. And dude, the, the quarter pipe, whatever thing that I was on, it was the smallest piece of cement that you could be skating on. So it's like, it wasn't like I was going on like this, the four foot thing or the six foot thing. Yeah, it was like the small, the, the small guy. Ugh. And it was just because like my feet weren't feeling right. I wasn't feeling right. Just things weren't working. And it was just the, the perfect combination to just like break my ACL. So anyway, the spider web kind of is over the knee. Cause it's like that knee went, got old. You know what I mean? Kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a spooky house, whatever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. spider webs. And it's just like, so that, that to me was like this other symbolic, like your knees fucked up. It took a long time to get healthy again. You know, I've been skating again, but it's just like that whole time frame of not skating was tough and not snowboarding yeah. and just not even being able to run or whatever. It was like, it took a long time. So like, literally built cobwebs on my knee i i because I, I remember uh when you tore because we were supposed to go on a big ride and i remember actually i remember seeing you, you were on crutches actually yeah and i'm like what happened and so that tattoo came after you uh injured yourself yeah years later the the knee was healed up and yeah. it's still kind of whatever but whatever and so i got that tattoo to kind of just like mark that time in my life where it's like you remember when you fucked up your knee yeah. cutting from work early and you paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did. Yeah. And so then, and then below that on my ankles, I have on my right ankle goofy and then on my left ankle fakey, which is like skate terminology. Yeah. I don't know if you kind of knew that, whatever, yeah. but like, so if you're right foot forward, you're goofy. And mm -hmm. if you're left foot forward, you're regular, but I don't skate switch 
so when I'm going backwards, I'm going fakey. It's super technical nerd skate nerd yeah. shit. <laughs> um, depending on which way you're heading, it's either you're going forwards or backwards. So mm-hmm. it's like I ride goofy, and then when I'm going backwards, if you're really good, you ride switch because you could do all these tricks switch. But like that to me, it just says fakey. Really technical skate nerds will get it. Whatever. <laughs> Are there any uh, tattoos that you wish you could go back and maybe redo or you have that cover up, but are there tattoos that you wish you might, you know, reconfigure or redesign? I actually thought about the very first kind of one. I'm about it. I like it, but I also feel like I could buff it and then like get some new finer art on it because it was my first one. But then part of me is like, dude, you, you've had this thing. It was your first thing. So it's like, how down am I for it? But what i've been thinking is like you know tattoos they are forever but it's also like you could also cover them you could totally erase them and then come back with like some other thing and it's like it's a philosophy it's like it you're it's like it's here with me forever or it's like life is like evolving and you can change it and like and especially with laser it's like dude you could take anything off yeah so if anything it would be kind of this one and then i would replace it with like new fine line whatever but aside from that, I think I would touch up like the couple pieces that, you know, fell out. Yeah. But overall, I wouldn't change anything. What do you plan on doing with your sister? <sighs> Maybe another memorial piece for my brother mm-hmm. and then a back piece of some sort. Yeah. So I had this idea of like um, carrying my mother's maiden name because like a um, huge part of my life. And, yeah. you know, and that side of the family is like the ones that I've I grew up with the most. Yeah. So it's kind of like. I do carry my father's last name, but to also carry and honor the mother's side and the maiden name is also like, I think kind of important, but um, I wouldn't mind like getting more, but it's been such a long time. So it's definitely going to be like, you know, when you get in the chair, you're like, dude, this is why I don't get tattoos. This fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. After like the first three hours, you're like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. It's like, dude, why? Do... Then it heals. And then you're like, oh, fuck, dude, that thing was the worst. And you're like, I'm going to get another one. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so psychotic. Like, you <laughs> You hate the pain. You're like, dude, this is the last one. And then yep. you end up going back because you forgot the pain. But then it's like, it's, just, yeah, yeah, you just it's a never ending cycle. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joops. Absolutely. I really, sure. I really appreciate it. Um, so dope. Yeah. We got, you know, we got some really great stories. I didn't, there's so much that I learned about you and that's exactly why I do this, you know? And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, a common theme that we, we run into is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my close friends, you know, ev- even being a parent, like there's a lot of unknowns in life and you you love a lot and you lose a lot, you know, yeah. and um, and it's just one of those important things of life. You know, those that's just guaranteed love and and, and loss. And um, yeah, for sure. But I, yeah, I definitely appreciate and can relate. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Always. Thank you. Have, thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Real quick, yeah. Uh, okay, you're a professional boxer, <laughs> and you're okay. and you're coming out, you know, t- to your fight to the ring. What is your fight song? Because this is gonna be your outro on the on the podcast. Smooth operator, <laughs> dude. <laughs> imagine coming out to Shaw Day, about to knock someone the yeah. fuck out <laughs> on some smooth operator. You kind of have to have someone walking beside you playing the saxophone solo. I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll play Sade on, on this outro. Thanks, Joops. Peace. <laughs>